If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. As soon as you have species that um, aren't necessarily adapted to the environment, because um, palm trees that produce oil, they're endemic to um, African countries and not Southeast Asia. As soon as you have a situation like that, you need a lot of, like I said, fertilizers, pesticides, etc. And you have to grow them in monocultures to keep them alive. And that's um, what creates many, many issues. Why has the palm oil industry become so destructive in Southeast Asia? When we're up against such massive environmental issues, how can we scale up our positive impacts to be able to address them more effectively and powerfully? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. If you want to let me know that you're tuning in, you can tag me at Kamea Shane on social media or send me an email at hello at greendreamer.com. Your feedback really helps me to understand what would help you most and how I can best improve this listening experience for you. So I really look forward to connecting. And now to today's episode, let's dive in. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Imagine if you could be sitting in your living room, sipping on tea, be doing research for whatever you want to learn more about online. You don't have to tell me. And with that, support tree planting projects around the world without even needing to pull out your wallet. It's not too good to be true. If you haven't already, you can test it out for yourself on ecosia.org. That's E-C-O-S-I-A.org. So Ecosia is a search engine started in 2009 by its genius of a founder, Christian Kroll. It's basically like Google, where we search for things for free as users, but advertisers wanting to get in front of us will pay. Except... Ecosia uses at least 80% of its profits to supporting tree planting projects around the world. And as of spring of 2018, they've already planted more than 22 million trees. That's huge. It's kind of hard for me to comprehend, to be honest, but I just know that it's a lot. And it's incredible because our challenge today is while our world is becoming more eco-conscious every day, our progress can go a little faster. So I think we can learn a lot from how Ecosia has been able to combine a scalable business venture with grassroots initiatives on the ground that have very tangible impacts. 
And today, the company's head of PR is going to take us through all of these things, starting off with what drew her to work for Ecosia in the first place. Green Dreamer, here's JC Bingler. What I really love about it is the fact that um, the idea is so scalable and that this could actually work. Um, I mean, we've planted close to 25 million trees, um, which is really, really incredible. It's it's something we're very proud of and something we're very grateful for, because without our users, we wouldn't have been able to, to plant all these trees. Um, and they've already had a huge impact on um, the people in the the planting locations, um, the environment, um, the species that are located in the areas we're planting trees in. So that's something that's, um, that's already really incredible. But if you think about the fact that this could actually really work and um, the more people use it, the more um, trees we can plant, that's something that makes me very excited about it. And that makes me believe that um, it's the right thing to be working on. And um, yeah, I hope that it's, it's actually going to take off and we're going to be able to plant billions of trees. For sure. And out of all the environmental projects that we could be supporting, what's Ecosia's main reasons for supporting tree planting projects? For us, planting trees makes sense because um, you can address so many different issues by planting trees. Obviously, there's the CO2 neutralization aspect because trees are um, very efficient when it comes to um, capturing um, and neutralizing CO2 emissions. But you can also restore entire landscapes thanks to trees and um, you can give local communities a dependable source of income by employing them in reforestation projects, but also by helping them turn the land they own into something more um, productive. You can give um, endangered species um, a habitat or preserve the habitat that is in danger of being destroyed. You can restart water cycles and turn deserted areas into more valuable and healthy land. And that's what we find really exciting about about tree planting, because you can address economic, um, social and environmental issues at the same time. But there are other causes um, that are very, very much worth supporting. So it's not like um, we thought everyone now should be planting trees. There's so much that needs to be done. And if other organizations focus on other things, that's really incredible. Yeah, so tree planting projects in particular really support the entire sustainability spectrum from economic to the entire ecosystem that these projects are in. Absolutely. We think trees are real superheroes and the fact that you can that you can make the amount of trees that have been planted thanks to um search um advertising revenue, the fact that you can make that very tangible and that you can you can literally count the the trees that have been planted, that's what makes it something that just works for us. And I love that on your website, you can keep seeing that number go up. I think that's always super exciting. Absolutely, yeah. And um, I still remember when I started working with Ecosia three years ago, roughly. It took us about eight to 10 months to reach a new million tree milestone, meaning um, getting from two million trees planted to three million, from three to four, etc. And we had weeks or months of planning and thinking about what we could do to celebrate a new milestone with our users. And now, thanks to the fact that we've grown a lot over the over the course of the past one and a half years, we plant about 1.8 million trees per month, meaning it, it just oh happens so fast. <laughs> it's so exciting. And then people, um, users take screenshots whenever we, we hit a, a fun number like, I don't know, 22222, et cetera, um, or when, whenever we, we miss a milestone, um, they remind us and they take screenshots or they, um, they come up with little uh, illustrations and send them to us. And that's, that's incredibly inspiring. 
And I know that you visited one of these tree planting projects last year. What was your personal, like, most touching moment when you went to experience this in person? Well, there were several. I think something that really that really stuck with me was the fact that the areas we're planting trees in are very, very remote. And, uh, well, if you um, look at them from a Western point of view, which means that it can take you 12 hours to get to the next town where there would be um, running water or an internet connection, um, phone reception, medical aid, etc. Obviously, that means that um, there are forest areas that are more or less untouched, which means that um, you find species like orangutans there. But it also means that if something happens, and while we were there, one of the um, community members um, we were staying with had an accident. And um, since it was towards the end of the rainy season, the roads were in very bad shape. And um, as long as there are no palm oil um, plantations, um, the government is not necessarily interested in, in building proper roads, which is also a good thing because that makes it harder for trucks to arrive and log trees and um, yeah, etc. But um, it just meant that this um, this community member had an accident and it took them 12 hours to get them to the next city 40 kilometers away. Just because it's, uh, yeah, it, it takes ages to get um, from A to Z. And that was something that I found really um, to be a very humbling experience. Together with having to drive through um, palm oil plantations that just didn't seem to end. It took us hours to get um, from the smaller cities through hectares and hectares of palm oil plantations to the planting sites um, that were closer to a mountain where there's still primary rainforests. And we, we stopped on the way and we got out of the car and the atmosphere is incredibly eerie because there's you don't hear anything. There are no insects, there are no birds, no monkeys or, or other animals. It's incredibly hot just because there's not a lot of shade. Um, and the air is very bad because palm oil, palm trees are not very good at um, filtering the air. And yeah, since they're not native species, um, you need a lot of pesticides and fertilizers to keep them alive. And that's what makes the area very, very difficult for any kind of life to survive and that was very very frightening but at the same time once we arrived to the the rainforest areas that were still intact um it kind of changed 100 percent, and it was very cool and um full of life and wanting to preserve that and help change the situation was probably the most inspiring moment for me yeah so it's kind of like trees aren't all good like you have this field of exact same palm tree for acres and then you have this rich biodiverse ecosystem that's full of life exactly yeah and it's not that they were bad it's just that monocultures are um, not necessarily a very good idea or in in hardly any case and as soon as you have species that um, aren't necessarily adapted to the environment because palm trees that produce oil they're endemic to um, African countries and not Southeast Asia. As soon as you have a situation like that, you need a lot of, like I said, fertilizers, pesticides, etc. And you have to grow them in monocultures to keep them alive. And that's um, what creates many, many issues. For sure. Well, coming back to the company, what's been your biggest challenge helping Ecosia to reach a wider audience? (laughs) Well, actually, it's... um, Getting, getting hold of people and being able to get in touch um, with them to tell them about Ecosia. Because usually once you tell people about the idea, most people are, um, are eager to give it a try or they, they love the idea. But it's not very easy to get hold of them just because um, 
Google um, has so much influence and it's the default search engine in most browsers on most devices, meaning most people use Google without knowing that they do. It's just their search engine and they don't really know that there are other search engines, that there are alternatives. But um, reaching people online where they might already be interested in, in giving an online tool a try, that certainly paid off for us as well as using word of mouth and and giving the people who really love us and would be willing to recommend us to friends and family, et cetera, giving them more reasons to do so. What usually holds people back from giving Ecosia a try? Because there's a difference between people knowing about you and all, and then taking action to, you know, download the extension or just hop onto Ecosia.org to actually use it. Yeah, I mean, um, usually it takes people a couple of interactions before they um, give any product a try. I mean, there's this um, about seven interactions rule. You need to see an ad or an image or hear about a brand a number of times before you actually want to go buy it or use it or switch to a different service, etc. Um, and I think it's it's the same with Ecosia. And since um, it's not as well known as um, Google or um, some of the other search engines, um, that have been around for a bit longer or are a bit bigger. Um, yeah, people need to need to gain trust and um, they need to feel like we actually do what we promise we do. They need to feel like our search results are um, good enough, etc. And that may take them, or it may take them to have to see it on a on a colleague's computer or um, hear a friend talk about it or read an article or listen to a podcast or something until they feel like oh yeah okay if if I've already come across this so many times um, because so many people use it or talk about it it must be worth giving it a try yeah what other ways do you guys get people to trust you well we try to um, get hold of um, as much footage from the actual planting sites as possible to be able to tell people these are the trees we are planting and these are the people who um you know who your searches are um are helping and this is us actually in tanzania or in indonesia or madagascar colombia um etc and you can ask us anything we will try to answer all your questions um as well as possible. And on top of that, by the way, here are business reports and planting receipts. Um, we share them with you so you can you can see um, what we do with the money you help us generate. Mm -hmm. So really just being as transparent as you can with everything and also connecting the user with the actual projects. Exactly. And and kind of yeah, acting as, as a facilitator and showing people this is the impact you're having. This is the number of trees we were able to plant thanks to you. And this is what happened um, with the trees. You you helped us plant. We're also looking into finding a few community projects or um, yeah, any kind of reforestation or urban gardening projects in um, in North America, in um, in Central Europe or, I don't know, Australia, etc., where people maybe feel like there's not as much of a need for tree planting. Um just because they deal with with other topics and other issues, but where it's just as important and and maybe as eye opening, um, where maybe yeah community projects or um, urban gardening permaculture projects people can can visit and actually get involved in 
without having to, to travel um, for days to get to one of the, the planting sites we already support. Um, yeah, if, if that was something we could do to, to tell people, if you want to experience it and if you want to feel like um, there's something going on that's a bit closer to home, um, this is what um, what we would like to offer you, um, just to help you realize how um, how incredible the impact can be and how necessary it is to plant trees and to, to empower communities. Yeah, so the next step is enabling your users to experience these projects firsthand, like how you guys were able to visit these um, tree planting sites. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe also being able to, to help people make more environmentally friendly um, decisions in the future. Maybe even something like if, if you wanted to purchase something um, or you, yeah, you needed something, maybe even being able to offer green results in terms of this is the um, most fair trade um, organic product with the least CO2 emissions um, you could get, um, or you could even rent something or use something used or trade something, just adding some kind of a layer that would help people um, make more sustainable decisions in their everyday lives. That would be incredible because that's something people already ask us about and, and where they say, I would like to do more. And sometimes I, I just find it really confusing because I don't really know um, how I could how I could maybe be a bit more of a mindful consumer or also travel in a way that maybe doesn't involve me to fly or take a car the entire journey. Yeah, I feel like you've made it so easy for people to take their first steps into doing something to help the environment. Just click download. So people are ready for the next steps and are wanting to do more because they're like, oh, if it's so easy for me to do this, like there must be other things I can do. Hopefully, I, we would be really excited if that was the case. And and if people have ideas, we we always love um, um, hearing about them. And and we are already in a in a incredibly um, prestigious position where people share feedback with us and where they where they want us to hear their ideas and where they also say this is something that that I don't know I wish you could improve or this is something that I don't necessarily like about Ecosia or I would like to see more of this but less of that in the future and um, that's something we we think is really incredible and we we would love more of that so if people have have more inputs um, we're we're always always happy to hear it. Awesome Uh, what do you think has been Ecosia's biggest win since it first started? Other than planting like 25 million trees, that's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh, there, there, are, there are a few. I think one that I find really exciting is um, having been able to, to move from, from one planting project that we supported um, to an entire portfolio of different projects in different regions with different partners um, and organizations. Um, some of them having having planted trees for, for decades, like um, Eden Reforestation Projects or the Jane Goodall Institute, but some consisting of two people, um, like our partners in Tanzania, um, who started as eco tourist guides and then realized that they wanted to do more than just show people um, the the beauty of of their home that was um, that was under threat and yeah they set up this this tree planting program and reached out to us and said we have an we we're connected to local schools to the government um, to um, communities we have a plan we just need we need your help we need financial supports and being able to now um, be in touch with these people and actually help them realize their 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 
vision and, and their dream, that's really incredible. And I think that's one of the biggest wins, um, together with the fact that more and more people are now using a search engine that plants trees, which is just, if you think about it, it's so cool. I mean, if you if you imagine what, what would happen if um, we had 10 or 100 times as many users, or if other search engines did something similar, um, we could we could do so much and we could um, achieve some really amazing things. So we hope that we can maybe continue to inspire people. Yeah, I think you're definitely leading the way and showing that with a project that's scalable, you can make a huge impact on helping the world accelerate towards a more sustainable planet. Um, and my next question for you is, what do you think the world needs right now to help us accelerate towards a greener world? Um, I think connecting existing initiatives so they can um, have more of an influence on on politics, on um, mainstream, on people's lives, I think that would be that would be very, very impactful um, because there are already so many cool things happening. There are so many cool um, organizations and smaller companies or startups or um, individuals and, and people who are already doing something um, very, very inspiring and something that could potentially be very impactful. But um, since many people don't know about that or these initiatives are often too small to really um, influence bigger companies or governments yeah, it's it's not had the impact um, we've been hoping for yet. So if we could connect some of these initiatives um, and help grow them, I think we would see a lot of a lot of change happening. Because if um, if hundreds of millions of people try to to work on on um, policies that make the use of palm oil in certain products illegal, or um, yeah, that that make logging without um, reforesting illegal, etc that could have an incredible impact. And if more and more users um, or people using certain products and services um, switch to alternatives that are fair trade or that are organic um, or that have um, less of a negative CO2 impact, then bigger companies will definitely feel the pressure. And I think it's already happening, but if we could grow that, we would really stand a chance um, of making this making this work and restoring the planet because at the moment it's it's not necessarily looking very good for all of us and we should definitely join our um, our efforts to change something yeah well you're definitely inspiring us everything you do and everything your team at ecosia does where can we follow you all online and on social media to stay updated you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. You can just look for Ecosia and, and you will find us there um, to stay up to date um, with our tree planting projects, um, news from the, from the team, um, being able to see what's going on and, and what the trees um, we're planting actually look like or to just ask us, ask us questions or share feedback and let us know what you think. Before we go into our final five tips for you, I wanted to remind you that you can sign up for the show's weekly highlights at greendreamer.com. I write these myself and I'd love to have you there. So again, greendreamer.com if you want some inspiration and empowerment delivered to you every Sunday. And now to our final five and my key takeaways for you. Let's power through. What's one social media account or publication you follow that really uplifts you? I really, really love um, The Guardian just because I feel like it's my go-to outlet for news that are 
relatively well researched. They're not always uplifting. Um, sometimes they absolutely are. But um, I feel like if I really want to make sure I I get a more or less neutral account, then that's where I would go for news. Mm-hmm. What do you tell yourself to stay inspired and motivated? Look at the look at the big picture and um, imagine what could happen if it continued um, to grow, if, if things continued to change. What's one action we can trial this week for our planet's health? That's an easy one. <laughs> it's a cozier, obviously. <laughs> but apart from apart from that, identify something you um, you would find relatively easy to do or to let go of, um, and don't overwhelm yourself. Try to take it one step at a time, and don't try to change your entire life from one day to the other uh, to the other. Like, don't eat meat anymore, never drive a car again, and um, <laughs> I don't know, zero waste, etc. If you try to do all these things at the same time, um, chances that you'll get very um, just very depressed and and um, lose motivation are very high. So find something small, like switching your search engine from whatever you're using to to Ecosia. And maybe identifying smaller things that you would also be willing to do. Um, Yeah, try something small and then see how it goes and then maybe add more things. Yeah, baby steps. Um, What makes you most hopeful for our planet right now? The fact that um, so many cool projects already exist and that people um, are really eager to hear about them. Just the fact that there are, yeah, that there's a podcast um, um, that helps people who are interested in these topics and and who maybe also want to... um, um, grow their social business or um, found a social business, etc. That's something that really makes me hopeful. The fact that I feel like there are so many cool ideas coming up and they're growing. And what final words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers? Absolutely. Never, ever stop dreaming um, and try to make it as, as green as possible. Um, it sounds very, very cheesy, but um, I think a lot of incredible things can happen if you if you try to work on them and um, find people who can help you. And I don't think any of these dreams will, will actually matter much um, if the planet keeps keeps being <laughs> um, keeps being destroyed. So, yeah, keep on dreaming and try to make it green. Keep dreaming and make it green. That is so fitting for us. We will do that, JC. Green Dreamer, here are my two takeaways for you. Number one, whatever action you're trying to inspire in others, remember that it takes on average seven exposures or interactions to make that happen. So persistence plus patience and you're golden. Number two, consciously seek out collaboration opportunities, not only with people who are in the same place in life or in business as us, but also people who are way ahead of us and people who are just starting out. That's how we can collectively elevate this movement is if you're really established, well, maybe someone who's just starting out will have very fresh and innovative ideas for you or have grassroots projects with very tangible impacts that you can directly help to leverage. Or if you're just starting out and you have amazing ideas, don't be afraid to reach out to people with existing large platforms or very scalable projects, because then you might be able to more quickly scale up your positive impacts in collaboration. And there, that's a wrap. It's time to go out there to make some waves. As always, if you have any feedback or takeaways to share with me, let me know on Instagram at Kamea Shane. And finally, remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and Green Dreamer, I will catch you later.